Hey, you guys, welcome back. We are finally back on the Two Attached podcast. This is Ashlyn, and I am here with my fellow co podcaster, Kaylee, and we are so excited. Hey, guys, we're so excited to be back. It has been, God, what? a long time. Six months. I think Kaylee needs to give us a woohoo now that we're back for season two. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> I hate you. I literally hate oh you. Oh my goodness. So I feel like we have so much to catch up on, but also really not a lot because the world has kind of stopped in a way since we haven't been recording. Um, so I'm going to let Kaylee do her life updates first. I'll go and then we'll kind of talk about her a little bit more. Yeah, so nothing has been like super crazy for Jake and I. We were both like deemed essential business. Um, so we both worked throughout the whole pandemic. I went into the office. I didn't switch to working from home. Jake's works for the sheriff's office. So he clearly that doesn't stop. Um, the only thing when things got crazy is when our daycare shut down. Ashlyn's, um, daughter goes to the same daycare as the twins. So, um, we had to find, you know, somewhere for them to go for a month. Mm -hmm. So my sister watched them, but really nothing has happened. Like, I feel like thing life has been somewhat like normal for us but at the same time busy yeah it's been weird it's been hectic like life is kind of slow but a lot has happened overwhelming if you will yeah that's the (laughs) word so for hunter and i we never stopped either um i'm a nurse so that obviously didn't stop for a little bit there i was helping out on um the covid units just kind of being a runner for people stuck in rooms for a while um I don't really feel like anything Mm -mm. there's I mean obviously stuff has happened in both of our cases um I don't we're always confused on what we can and can't share yeah kind of but I can I don't know if any of you follow me on Instagram but basically kind of what we have been waiting to happen for a long time in our little girl's case has finally happened which is bittersweet but there's also a lot of really cool stuff that I'll be able to share with you guys in a little while. So that's exciting. Yeah. So life has been normal, crazy, hectic, all the above. Um, Are you jumping right into it? Yes. So we wanted to give you guys a short update. But one of the reasons why we really wanted to jump back on and record is because of everything happening in Kaylee's case. And... um, For the last couple weeks, obviously, her and I have just been, like, hanging out and talking about it. And I just asked her, you know, do you want to record about this? Because, obviously, it's very difficult to talk about. Um, But we ultimately knew that it was really important to talk about. Because, one, just foster care in general, people don't know, like, what goes on behind the scenes. And what actually happens in cases. And reunification and adoption and all the other things in between. Um, so we kind of felt like this had to be talked about and yeah, so I hate jumping into it and it kind of being heavy, but we would be doing a disservice to our podcast and we would not be being completely real with you guys if we didn't talk about it. So with that, I'm going to let Kaylee tell what has been going on in her life, what's been going on in the twins life, um, and what that is looking like for them right now and just foster care in general for them right now. Yeah, so um, foster care over the, really since June has been um, 
not what we thought that this case was panning out to be. So in June, I shared that um, the twins' mom had another baby, and that was super exciting for all of us. We weren't sure if the baby was going to be coming home with us or um, with mom or what was going to happen. And so mom was able to keep the baby, which was amazing. Um, You know, she was clean, and she's, you know, pulled herself together for this baby. So that was amazing. We've kind of gotten to see him and FaceTime him and watch him grow. That was a really crazy experience. Um, Jake and I got to name the baby. Like, it was really um, bittersweet, to say the least. But with that being said, when she had the baby, basically, um, she, like, stepped up in all other areas of her life. So she um, went, however, what, 11 months um, of not working her case plan. And I guess the baby was enough encouragement for her to start that case plan again. Um, and so she hasn't missed a class. She, you know, they did move to online, but she had to go in person for some and she's really done, um, everything that she has needed to do to get the kids back and the baby triggered that. So that's kind of crazy. That's my phone going off. I'm going to turn that on silent. (laughs) Um, (laughs) super unprofessional. (laughs) So um quickly she was doing her classes and then basically all of a sudden we had a court date right at the same week of the one year anniversary of us having the twins and we found out that they were going to be going home um and they basically gave us a deadline of october is when they wanted all of the kids um back home with her and this completely you know took us back because they um haven't seen their mom as much as she's like you know followed her case plan they have spent um what less than 20 hours with her in the last 14 months and so that's just a hard pill to swallow and adjusting to that when we were preparing for a different outcome not that either one is a better outcome um but that's just kind of what um guardians had led us to believe what case managers had led us to believe and we truly felt like was the direction that the case was going so that kind of just goes to show that um things can change so 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 quickly um and yeah I mean it's It's a touchy subject yeah um because a part of me you know like I don't want the reunification police coming after me um and me and Kaylee have had a lot of discussions about foster care and you know reunification is the goal and something we definitely wanted to talk about today Um, and definitely not to hurt anybody's feelings or to lead you to not foster or anything like that. But if your main goal in life is to adopt and you know in your heart that you want a child and you want to keep them forever, foster care may not be for you. Not saying that, I, I don't know how to say it and still be nice (laughs) you just cannot you cannot go into foster care expecting to adopt because that's not it that's not the purpose of it and it does happen a lot that yeah that's why it's hard because it truly does happen a lot and I think that if you foster for many years or maybe it could be your first placement who knows but adoption may be an option but I think you truly have to go into it 100% with a heart of these children are going to reunify. I am not their forever home. And if it turns out differently, then that's a different case scenario. Um, 
but something I've definitely noticed on social media a lot as of lately, and this is not to hurt anybody's feelings, um, but it's, I've seen a lot of foster parents, um, not necessarily support reunification. I don't know, because I don't really know the full story, so it's hard to say, and obviously, like, there have been times where I cannot lie, like, I have not supported reunification. Um, every case is different. It, it just looks different. It's a touchy subject. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's just it, is that every single case is different, and I think that even people who have, um, multiple children in their home from that are a part of different cases could probably testify to that even more but looking at mine and Ashlyn side by side and other friends um, our cases are so different and it really depends on you know who your judge is who your caseworker is who your guardian is Um, and unfortunately before we hit our one year mark of having the twins we had already had five different caseworkers Um, and I'm sorry but especially during a pandemic you cannot tell me that those um, caseworkers know my babies they just they don't. they don't my babies have not been laid eyes on in person in seven months um now they're doing you know facetime visits and thankfully the twins are in a great loving stable home but like what about the kids that aren't so i think that that is um become that has that hurts me knowing that there are babies out there kids out there teenagers out there and not so great foster homes and they have not been laid eyes on yeah especially the time of year um the pandemic with the schools shutting down like um that just seems negligent to me Well, and i think too so like when kaylee and jake first got the news that the kids were going to be going back is it sounded like this picture perfect plan obviously it's not what they had expected and it was still very upsetting because I mean, at the end of the day, like, yes, reunification is what is supposed to happen, but, like, you still fall in love with these kids. It does not make it easier. It just doesn't. Um, but it sounded like it was going to be this picture-perfect plan of this is how it's going to go and this is what's going to happen, and then that's not what has been happening. Yeah, I definitely think that I can share this just because um, their mom's super open about their story and stuff. Um, so... She, basically, the the courts were saying, you know, that um, mom was going to need to get these car seats and mom um, needed to find a new new housing, a new place to live. And they gave her requirements for the house um, and then like daycare um, needed to be lined up. And so Jake and I were helping her find a house. We reached out to a couple of landlords that we knew had rentals up. Um, so we were really pretty heavily involved in that process and we were excited for her to kind of be on her own and out of where she's living now and just um things didn't follow through so we got a call a different day and they basically were like yeah so we approved it where she's living now so the twins will be gone in two to three weeks um and then we'll give that her two weeks and then the older siblings will go and we will have all of them in there by october 21st (laughs) like (laughs) um yeah so you're talking about what like imagine just getting that phone call for a second and really um how it you know went about and again we want to say that this is not none of this is to bad mouth anybody but really just to bring like and shine light on what's actually happening and i think that it has to do with overloaded caseworkers and um yeah communication is not the best no so I didn't even know that they had made progress and I just randomly get a text asking if the twins beds will be 
going with them when they move and i'm like wait did she find housing did this happen because me and the twins mom talk very frequently so i feel like she would have told me anyway that's when everything kind of came out so it wasn't even like they called me to tell me this was the plan it just kind of happened because they wanted to know if the twins beds were going with them um so just the way things have um been brought up to jake and myself even to um the twins mom like I feel like she isn't fully in the loop. Sometimes I'm like the communicator between the case manager to the twins mom. And it's just like this huge triangle of like, who, does anybody actually know what's going on? Um, and when they gave us the, no. <laughs> the answer is no. And when they gave us the two to three week mark, um, we're right at that now. So who knows if we're going to even be on track for that? Probably not. And would, that's, like, the scary part is it's, like, okay, so when are they going? Right. And, they, like, are they just going to call me tomorrow and say they need to be ready? And so we're just kind of, like, I think it where it gets emotional is that we're, like, preparing our hearts, like, um, every single day. Like, it could be the last, but it's, like, that's emotionally draining whenever you're preparing to say goodbye to, like, the two people that you, you know, love most in the world mm-hmm. every single day, not knowing when it's actually going to be the last day. So you're giving, you know, everything – and then some that you have not knowing when the call's actually gonna come so it's just been exhausting and the twins don't know what's going on i actually asked them today like do you think they can like pick up on my like mannerisms because we've had like extra tantrums but that comes you know with being two and being twins (laughs) but it's just been um a little bit more lately so i don't know if they can read my emotions because sometimes i'll just be watching them play and then just like start crying um so yeah that's kind of where we're at and we're excited that their mom asked us to stay in their lives um she basically said we can you know see them whenever we want but a part of being a foster parent and and reunification is like finding boundaries within like mine and jake's marriage and what we want to do like what is going to be healthy for us what's going to be healthy for the twins i'd like to say that i don't care about like my emotions or feelings but i know that that would reflect on to the twins too so just is it going to bring up more trauma whenever you know they see us and they have to go back so we're really trying to work that out we do go see a counselor and so we've been talking through all of that with her and you know our friends and family so we're still trying to f- we want to have all of that like figured out before they go um on just what's going to work for us obviously we want them to remain in our lives but we want to do what's going to be best for them in the long run and like it sounds selfish to say but you have to do what's best for you and jake too yeah you know and that's hard and then i'll just be real jake and i are on completely different pages about what's going to be best for us um we both are completely different personality types. I'm Enneagram 3. He's at 9. Like, we are so different. And I think um, that Jake thinks that if he can just forget it and stop it, that it's going to heal, heal faster. The twins will heal faster. And we can just, like, kind of move on to whatever our next rodeo is going to be. And I am just don't feel that way at all. Um so we're kind of trying to navigate. I feel like that's how I would be too. 
that like, I think the hunter would just be like, oh no, like we just gotta like move we, on. We yeah, can't. like we gotta move on. Didn't happen. Let's not talk about it. Let's not think about it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And I would be like, no, I feel like I need to like see them and help them and do something to make you almost feel like you're still a part. I guess. Right. Because I mean, how do you go from like two kids literally like running your world like in the best way possible like not in a negative way just that like everything that we do think breathe sleep eat is about them around them you know our schedules literally revolve around them when you have kids you know that they just revolve around um your children so it's just going to be interesting i don't know what i'm gonna do at night i'm going to be very very bored if you saw them now I basically feel like I get a workout um (laughs) every second I'm with them so sorry for the awkward pause I had to go (laughs) see what um my husband was doing he was slamming every cabinet and trash can and door and when I walked out there he said I'm just getting stuff done he didn't even know he was being loud 44 p.m (laughs) And he has spent the last, like, 30 minutes before we started recording in here with us trying to set up our new mics and all this stuff. Me and Kaylee couldn't even talk without him shushing us. He's intense. Yeah, so our producer, Jacob Vingston, is just really (laughs) hardcore, and I don't know. It's true. At least he's free. It's true. (laughs) He is free. Um... Oh, Jake. Oh, okay, Jake. I'll say what bothers me. Okay. About this <laughs> yeah, please let I'm us know. Tell the people what bothers me about this. <laughs> Sips what, wine. Yeah. What bothers me about the process of um, reunification a lot of times is not that reunification is bad. I'm not saying that. Reunification police, please don't come knocking on my door or in my messages. Something that really bothers me about the reunification process and how things can work out. Um, is that I feel like the kids really are not considered in the whole process. Um, a lot of times I feel like it's like, let's just get this over with kind of thing. And they're like, oh, okay, kids, go back. And I would say most of the stories that I see on the Facebook groups that I'm on, mind you, these are from foster parents all around the country. Everywhere. Not just Florida. Yeah. Um, it's mostly like the kids go with no transition at all. So in a perfect world and what it's supposed to be and what it should look like for the kids is that when reunification is happening, it should go like where they have like what, like weekend visits every weekend. I mean, maybe starting with an all day visit. Um, And, you know, again, I this is not and I have told this to, you know, Ashlyn, my family, because I think everybody, whenever they hear this, they want to point fingers at bio mom. Um, and my go-to thing is she did what the state told her to do. Um, what is she going to say when they tell her she can get her kids back? No, I don't want them. I'm not like ready. What mom is going to say that? So, you know, she's done what she can do. And so she's going to do everything she can to take them. But she has not had them for longer than an hour and a half at a time. Which is outrageous. So you're talking about for the kids to transition to a parent that they have not been with for like Kaylee said, the twins have been with their biological mom for what twenty hours? Less than twenty hours? Less than twenty hours in the last thirteen to fourteen. It we're going and on fourteen. There months. will be no transition. It's going to go from the kids being with Kaylee and Jake twenty four seven three sixty five to then being with their biological mom. And yes, that is the goal. But there should be a healthier transition for these kids. That's not okay. And I'm not just saying that because it's my best friend's kids. I'm saying that because. 
that's not okay and the system should not allow that that's not healthy for kids because to me when I think about that is like abandonment right and that's that's a good point so that's what um I keep telling Jake and where most of my you know breakdowns come from is that like thinking of what the twins are going to think when we drop them off yeah and that's not coming back they're they know Jake and I and that's it at this point we've had them um longer than bio mom ever had them just because of you know their age and they were NICU babies so um the time frame that she had them was it was ended up only being nine months in her home and we have had them for going on 14 months so we are all that they know my family is who they know they don't um know who she is and it's really sad I mean it's really sad honestly because I know she loves them um but they're challenges and things that step in the way where she isn't able to see them but that's when I feel like maybe the state should have to step up on their end and make sure she's seeing them more um because I know she would um you know if they were able to transport her and things like that there are just so many boundaries but all I think about is now that the twins that I've poured my heart and soul into are going to think that we just abandoned them and left them and that you know mommy and daddy aren't coming back because we are all that they know um and I was just telling Ashlyn that at the last visit so bio mom has been able to pick them up from daycare a few times for her hour and a half visit um and then we go and pick them up at the park and they told them that they were leaving and so they run around the corner all excited because of covid rules you don't get to go to their classroom so they bring them out front and um they expected to see either jake or i and it wasn't us and they cried and didn't want to go um, and that doesn't mean bio mom's a bad person. That doesn't mean any of it's her fault. It's not the twins' fault. They just haven't been around. Her they don't know who she her. is, yeah. and it's horrible. And I know that that's probably extremely heartbreaking for bio mom. But if we could work somehow to make it a better transition for them, you know. And the thing is, every time I go and pick them up from the park, they're happy because they're with their siblings, and you know they're at the park playing and getting to run around like wild banshees, and it's all fine and dandy. But they don't even visits like. Um, because there's so many kids there they're not getting the one-on-one time with her and I it just um isn't fair to any of the kids really or to mom I don't think she's not getting to build this relationship that she's lost over the last year with them mm-hmm. um she basically is trying to corral six kids at a public park for an hour and a half in Florida heat like that just isn't um bonding and no counseling is happening I just think that it is... um, It could be better. I mean, to say the least. Like, it could be so much better. And that's what bothers me the most is, like, about this whole thing. Because, like I've said, me and Kaylee have talked about it. And we're like, okay, well, I mean, she's done what she needs to do, right? So, like, yeah, the kids are supposed to go back. Like, that's what's supposed to happen. That's the goal of foster care. But for the kids' sake, this is not okay. Like, I just don't think it's okay. And that's why I really wanted to record because I want people to know that this is what happens. You don't even understand how many posts I see a day on this Facebook group that we're on of stuff like this happening. And it is outrageous. Like there has to be a better transition, period. Yeah. And I almost think that I didn't think that that was real life. Like I would read those and I know these people. yeah, Yeah. It's like, okay, that just happened. That's like one in a million. And even like leading up until we found out that they were leaving the um case manager our newest one we've only had her for i think it's been less than 60 days she um told me that she would make that it would be an easy transition basically and 
so now that I'm looking back, I'm like, so is it an easier, so an easier transition for you? Because this isn't easier on the kids. I'm confused by what that meant. And I remember we talked and I said, okay, so overnights, like, you know, Jake and I can be there. We can drop them off. We can help them adjust. We, I mean, we're going to have to write out what their whole routine is. She just doesn't know. And it's not, again, it's not her fault. It's the system's fault. Um, and so I'm thinking this whole time that they're going to start with overnight. So even when I got that text message of her asking me if the twins beds were going, I said, are we not going to do overnights first? Like, is that not what's happening? Cause if that were the case, then we would still need their beds here. So like that didn't make any sense to me. And that was kind of my first sign that that wasn't going to be the case. Um, and then she told me, no, it, it'll be an easier transition if we just do an immediate removal is what her yeah, words and were I think that that's easier for who them because we yeah. you know we we've talked about it before we foster in a tri-county um so their mom lives in a different county than I do so it, it isn't an easy drive but if that is what is best for the kids, the kids and that's what needs to happen yeah to me not about what's best for you your timeline um what looks good on paper because I really feel strongly that um this case probably looks picture perfect on paper yep. you know mom did everything she checked it off she all of a sudden decided she wanted to do this so we are going to reunify but we're going to reunify these kids with somebody who they do not know that's that is outrageous to say the least yeah it's not acceptable like, even just talking about it, I'm getting mad. I'm, like, sweating. Just, I'm heated. Yeah, just thinking about it because, like, just thinking about my little girl and if, like, she just up and had to go with somebody tomorrow that she didn't know, like, that is not okay. That is not in the best interest of the child at all. That's in the best interest of the state and everybody else involved in people's time. It's not in the best interest of the kids. And, ultimately, the kids are what this is supposed to all be about. Yeah. Even, yeah, I mean, I know that the pandemic has, like, completely... Um, yeah, but at, like, some point, I feel like it's an excuse, too. I oh, definitely COVID. do. Oh. Yeah, and it's... That answer is, like, on my nerves at work, in my personal life, in foster care, I'm over the COVID excuse. Like, all of us are de- living in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. All of us um, are dealing with it. And I just feel like it is inexcusable for these children to not be seen for these houses to not be checked um I know that for a fact that they weren't able to do an in-person home study on the home that um the twins mom lives in again not her fault she walked them around on a FaceTime but like so you're telling me you're gonna approve a home for these kids to live in based off of a FaceTime and like I don't even feel like that's okay for people who are being licensed to be foster parents no way they tore our house apart they looked in corners. They, I mean, they looked everywhere in our first home study and our second because they came here too. I mean. That's how it should be though. Right. So things are just weird right now. Things are crazy um, in the foster care world. Like people are getting licensed completely online. Classes are online. Um, Which is also scary too because like not trying to be mean. I feel like everything I say, I have to say, not trying to be mean, but. <laughs> She's mean. Like, I feel like sometimes, you know, I don't know, on social media and like over FaceTime or over text messages, like people can seem, you know, put together and have this facade of who they are. But sometimes when you meet somebody in person, you might get a different vibe than you get over the phone. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like that's important to know about somebody. 
Yeah. In general, like in life, not even just in foster care or whatever. Even like what, what is that one thing that you have to do that where they ask you all the questions, they, you fill up that booklet and the one visit where they're sitting on the couch, like just looking at you and it's yeah, all the awkward, awkward questions. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even feel like foster parents are having to go through what we through went the through. Through the hard. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I think that it's like an initiation yeah, thing. Like I you have you to sit through that. You have to be asked about your sex life. Yeah. Like five feet away from somebody with a. That you don't know. Book. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Unfair. <laughs> I'm calling tomorrow over it. <laughs> oh, and to add on to the craziness. So I know that the twins are um, transitioning out and then the, the siblings are following in the next week or two after. So the siblings are older, not much older, but a couple years older than the twins. And me and their foster mom talk frequently. And I was texting her. She was just asking how the twins were doing. And um, I was like, yeah, how? like, how do you feel about, you know, the reunification and moving did she forward know? she did not know i didn't <gasps> tell you this no oh clue she was like God. what are you talking what are you talking about i'm like you have no clue she's like i have not heard a word from the case manager and i actually talked to her today like a word about that um so then i told her what i sent her a screenshot of what the I'm case cringing. manager had sent me and so she called and they were like oh yeah we were gonna tell you i'm like how is there this um like, oh we were going to tell you but- little communication <laughs> like and her, um, you know, the twins older siblings are old enough to process that. Like, you're, they know who their mom is. Um, they do call their foster mom mommy, but they know who, like, their other mom is. And um, I feel like that would have been an easy conversation for her to start mm-hmm. adjusting them to so that they are able to prepare themselves. I can't do that with the twins. It's going to basically be a see you later, bye, we love you, but they're going to think we just left them. And at least for their situation it's going to be it can be gradual she can have conversations now she can start getting them ready um and so i feel like that is so unfair one that we weren't told on the same day two that she was completely left out of it and how long would it have been for them to tell her if i hadn't just well, randomly been in conversation would it have taken you to find out though right because the only reason kaylee really found out what was like the new plan was them asking if she about was the beds cribs. yeah or toddler beds i mean yeah, was them asking about the beds. And Which is also, I feel like, kind of insensitive, too. But, but they that's don't. That's none of my business. Uh, but again, that, like, you know, foster parents don't have any rights. Foster parents. And that's another thing that I feel. And, you know, I'm sure other families who have had their children's reuni- children reunified um, feel the same. I feel like we mean nothing. Basically, that we've done nothing for them for the last 14 months, that we weren't their mom and dad, that we weren't there when they were sick. I wasn't calling into work because of them having COVID and being home for two weeks from work. And I just feel um, like I was a babysitter, basically. It's kind of how they're treating me. And that mom, yeah, that mom uh, did everything that she, you know, deserves all of this and that's a hard pill to swallow because you know just the way I'm being like talked to like I told Ashlyn today the words were that I feel like I'm inconveniencing the case manager when I ask questions um because she asked me if I had an update and I was like not really every time I ask her she kind of blows me off and tells me like same thing I told you same timeline and I'm just trying to be proactive one because I want to prepare myself and the twins as much as possible I'm not going to just send them with trash bags like and you need to like prepare yourself emotionally like right. for me I think I would be like I need a day like I have to prepare yeah. myself I need to know how many days I need to know right and you know Jake and I both want to take off of work and spend like 
every last second we can so if they were like okay it's happening thursday i would probably take up until thursday off of work you know Mm -hmm. like those are my (laughs) babies like that it's just hard but nobody sees it that way um really except for other foster parents i think yeah i definitely think that this episode is probably going to stir up some conversation um good conversation and i definitely i mean i hope that somebody maybe is listening or somebody will listen or recommend this podcast to somebody who has a say in stuff like this because it's not okay um it's not okay for the kids it's not okay for foster parents and people who are literally like when we started foster care like you're uprooting your life you're uprooting your family's entire life everybody in your circle to love these kids and you know nobody made us do that nobody made Kaylee and Jake do that it's something that they wanted to do but the system should I think love on foster parents a little bit more I think the system should love on everybody a little bit more um but definitely people who are literally giving up their everyday routine you're mm-hmm. we're giving i mean my no, whole life has changed right Your no whole life yeah. has changed what gets me is that nobody knows these kids like the case manager could come and you know pick up the twins and take them to mom and drop them off but what what would she tell them about the kids she doesn't know where they go to the doctor um when their last shots were when they need to go in next for a checkup when like there are just so many things that are unknown except for to us because there are children and you would just think that you would ha- I mean maybe even just like respect like I don't need you to baby me but maybe just treat me like I'm I yeah, don't know you're not somebody who's just like babysitting kids on the weekend yeah like randomly yeah it's frustrating that's a hard pill to swallow for sure um, I think at some point too, I could be wrong, but I feel like we had had a conversation when all this started happening, like about foster care and Kaylee was just like, I see why people don't do it. Y- yeah. Right. Like, I mean, this conversation, yeah. am I dreaming? No. Okay. Yeah. So I just think that, um. I read something today that said in one of the, we talk about these Facebook groups we're in we're in a couple of them and they're really it I makes never you write feel in them I just stalk them. yeah but it makes you feel sane because it's like what you're going through like it said you know ha- having a new case or um, being a foster parent is like running an uphill marathon that never ends like it almost se- I feel like every time somebody checks in with me they're like how are you doing <laughs> like how are the twins and it's always something different you know like in june it was the baby came and we weren't sure what we were gonna do and then in july they got covid so we're home but but when kids that aren't yours get covid it's different you have um case managers guardians you have our agency all these people that need to talk to me and check on the kids and i have to send results to it's not just you caring for your babies it's all these other people you're having to talk to so it's just overwhelming and if you know me i you guys have heard i don't respond to text messages very well so then whenever (laughs) I'm already overwhelmed by having to check in with all of these people it is just um different when it's a foster kid versus a biological child it's nowhere near the same and then here we are we find out that um you know they're reunifying and so it's just like it's always something it's never easy and you know we didn't sign up for it to be easy at all but i i hope my friends and family don't just think i'm like crazy because every time they check in i'm like 
It's going yeah, fabulous just, here. Just Barely some, making um, it. Some grace right now. <laughs> I know she's been getting a lot of people like texting her and messaging her, which is so awesome. And obviously everybody is so sweet for doing that. Um, but it's very emotional yeah. to talk about and very draining to talk about. Yeah, we, you know, Jake and I read every single message and comment and it has been so sweet and encouraging but I was telling Ashlyn that I was like I um, did a post on my Instagram and Facebook the other day and so many people reached out but I was reading the responses at my desk at work and I'm crying and you know somebody walks up behind me and I turn around and I'm like glossy eyed like red face and like so it's just hard and I never I could be perfectly fine having a great day and then the wrong thing just um clicks or I'm thinking about something and I it's just a really emotionally unstable time for me I don't know when it's coming I don't know (laughs) when it's gonna hit me the hardest the hardest days of your life and you know that it's coming but you don't know when it's gonna be that's yeah hard yeah I mean, it's literally um, grieving the loss of a child. So we had um, a goodbye photo shoot, and that's what we're calling it, like our goodbye photo shoot with the babies and my family. And, you know, some people will say, it's not goodbye, it's see you later, you'll still have them in your life. And no, it's good. We will never live the life that we have now. Yeah. Um, whether we stay in their lives or not, we will not have the same role that we do now. It will never be like this again. Say, worst case scenario, they ended up coming back into our lives. It's not going to be the same. You know, we're saying goodbye to this life that we had. And that was like a super emotional photo shoot. My grandparents were there. My parents, my um, sister came home for a weekend from college um, to say her goodbyes because we just don't know when it's coming and we don't know if like she'll be able to get off of work so it was just like this is the safest weekend we weren't sure we were going to make it to this coming weekend um so it's just been a roller coaster we're trying to squeeze in all these fun things so then we're like just drained physically because we're you know on the go 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 and seeing these people everybody wants to say hi to the twins and do this and that and I'm so thankful that we have that versus the opposite of not people who love them it really just like makes me you know so happy that all these people love them and care for them and are praying for them really because I don't I mean you don't know what's going to happen when they go home so being able to have um just a team of people who love and care about them that are going to be praying specific prayers over their lives forever really is amazing and I'm thankful for that I almost posted on my Instagram today um, because obviously we're all like asking Kaylee, oh, what can we do for you? You know, how can we help you? And I think everybody wants to help her and Jake during this transition because it freaking, I'm just going to put it how it is. It sucks. Like, even though like, I don't know, this is what's supposed to happen. It doesn't make it any easier. Um, Just prayer would be the biggest thing, you know, prayer for them prayer for the kids, prayer for their siblings, prayer for their mom. She's about to have a whole lot on her plate. Um, She's going to be going from having, how old's the baby? Three months old. She's going to be going from having one three-month-old and herself to having six kids under the age of six. So just put yourself in her shoes for a second. That's not easy. I have one kid and I'm like, 
off the chain 99% of the time yeah. running around like a wild woman. So imagine going from one baby to in literally a couple of weeks having six kids. And like obviously she gave birth to these six kids. That was the responsibility that she took on. But that would be hard. Just like poof. Just like when foster parents go from zero kids. How you mm-hmm. guys went from zero to two. It's a transition. Mm-hmm. So she's about to go through a huge transition. The kids are going to go through a huge transition. Kaylee and Jake are going to go through a huge transition. So please just be praying for them. Um, and let's just shower them with our love and with prayers and all the things. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> I was looking at the pictures at work and I texted Kaylee. I'm like, I can't look at them. I had a second, like literally a second break and I was just like looking at my phone. Not even supposed to be on it, but hopefully my manager's going to listen right now. Um, so I was looking at it and I started going through them and I'm like, I can't even look at them because I have tears at work looking at them. Um, yeah, can't even talk about it. Yeah, I sent pictures. I sent them to... My three best friends, Aubrey, Ashlyn, and Lindsay, and um, Ashlyn texted me back that she was about to cry, and then Lindsay and Aubrey sent me pictures of them crying, (laughs) like, after looking at them. It's just emotional, because I think all these people have seen, like, my family love on these kids and take them in, like, their own, like, my little brother. It really breaks my heart for my little brother, because he didn't, you know, my parents are adults. They can deal with it. They can figure it out. My brother's 12. And he, like, is everything to the twins. They ask about him when they wake up. They ask about him before they're going to sleep. Anytime anybody calls me, they ask if it's Caleb. And, you know, he spends so much time with them. And, you know, he didn't choose that. I don't know how he's going to deal with, you know, those emotions. And having to sit back and watch that and know that I, you know, he's going to go through pain because I chose this life. And it's just a really really crazy roller coaster of emotions you know my mom and my little girl are tighter than tight she chooses my mom over me and she doesn't choose anybody over me and so it is just going to be hard on more than just Jake and I and you know I think my mom's struggling she's like I don't like she's hurting so she doesn't really know how to be there for me either and my poor friends they know that I don't like to be like overwhelmed with like hugs like (laughs) you texted me one day you're like I just want to hug you but I know you would hate that (laughs) like that's just not who I am so I know that my friends are having a hard time figuring out how they're gonna (laughs) be there for me but you know it is what it is we chose this life we we knew this was a possibility but like Ashton said it doesn't make it any easier um my heart hurts because the twins are going to be so confused. Their siblings, I think, are even going to have to deal with some confusion. Um, One thing I want to touch on really quick is that, you know, these kids are going from homes where they're getting to, um, we have a membership to this, like, local trampoline park in our little town. Like, it's nothing crazy. It's super, like, it's, like, 12 bucks a month. Like, nothing crazy. (laughs) But we go a lot to get, (laughs) to get their energy out. I know that the older, um, siblings have Disney passes. So, you know, they're living these, um, I don't want to say lavish lives, but, you know, they're... For most people, though, that is, like, a lavish lifestyle. Right. The older kids have a pool at their house, and, it is, they're just, their worlds are about to be rocked. And um, like Ashlyn said, I don't think that anybody thinks about these kids whenever that transition is happening. 
Um, and I think that a good thing that I have to remind myself of, they taught us this in our classes. I tell my family and friends this daily when right, my coworkers, they check in on me every day. And I have to remind them that, you know, bio mom doesn't have to live the lifestyle that we live. Like we, just because we don't agree with her lifestyle doesn't mean she doesn't deserve the right to be in her kids' lives, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not held to the same standard that we are. Um, and that's, you know, by the state. Like her, a home that she can get past would never be one that we could get past. Um, there are just different expectations and that's something that um, we knew going into it and that I constantly have to remind myself because I'm like, how is this fair to the kids? How is this fair? How is this fair to mom that she's going to have these kids in this house? Like there are just so many things that go through my mind and um, I just always go back to she doesn't have to live the way we live. Kids, not all kids live the way that you know, the twins have lived with us or the older kids have lived with their foster family. And it kind of brings you back. It humbles you a little bit. Um, of like how blessed we really of are. Of how blessed we truly are. How, um, you know, blessed the older kids are that they got to go to Disney mm-hmm. all this time. And, you know, they'll probably still have a relationship with the foster family and get to go to Disney. You know, so seeing the light in all of it. Um, and then, you know, knowing that the twins will always have each other. I was telling Ashlyn and... So when we took the twins to the zoo, we were one of the, they are really into animals and animal noises right now. So they have a splash pad and all these kids are playing at the splash pad, but the twins um, walked up to, they got to walk up together like hand in hand. You know, all these kids that are like only kids or they're, you know, younger siblings or babies are having to walk up alone, but the twins get to walk up to like these kids and play together with them like they will always have each other they weren't scared because they had each other they were playing with this one little girl together um and so that is kind of what's getting me through all this too is just knowing that they will always always have each other even today Ashlyn kind of got to see when we're doing timeout (laughs) with little girl she is a force to be reckoned with I mean she is something else so we're doing timeout and kind of like a time like she could see us and he is so concerned with her he wanted to keep going he didn't want to play he didn't care about his toys he didn't care about doing what I was telling him to do he just wanted to check on her because he knew she was upset that she was in timeout and so it really um that is kind of what I think about that makes it easier is that they will have each other they'll have their siblings that are so close in age and that is really at this point all that I can ask for and what I'm going to think about through this process is that they'll get through it together they will so i guess i kind of want to we'll end with that yeah so sorry if this episode was a little heavy um i think it was definitely needed we're excited to be back sorry we had to bombard you with all this but this is our life this is what's going on this is foster care hashtag this is foster foster care literally um i hope that this was not discouraging to anybody i don't want it to be taken as Oh, don't foster because this is what's going to happen. Literally, like Kaylee said, our little girl's case looks totally different. Mm -hmm. You do not know what your foster care journey will look like until you are traveling that road. Um, I promise it will not be an easy road, but it'll be worth it. And I can ask Kaylee that right now. Was it worth it? Like even at all this pain that you know you're about to go through, this is like the hardest season probably of your life right now. Was it worth it? Yeah, absolutely. And would I do it again? Yeah. So there you go. There's your answer. Hard, but worth it. So we will see you guys. Well, yeah. not really see you. Well, we'll, we'll talk to us. you. <laughs> Let us know if you guys have any questions or comments. We really missed you guys. Like I, you guys were 
you guys are like family, like people have, you know, checked in on me that I've met through this podcast. So it's really been encouraging. So please um, reach out to us, message us, and we'll see you next week. And if you're going through this, we're right here with you. <laughs> with you. <ya. laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye.